Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of scrapbooking, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. It is episode 201. We are here in the season of scrapbooking. I am so excited to be back with this brand new season. We're starting off with breaking down what is scrapbooking. And so with me today, I have Tracy Fox and Kate Garvin, and we're going to have an amazing discussion because all of our pre-discussion has already been great. So I can't wait for our actual discussion. Uh, Tracy, will you let everybody know a little bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I am Tracy Fox. I have been scrapbooking. It'll be 20 years next year, which is just wild to think about. And I live in central Ohio with my partner and some cats. And I work as a uh, director of data analytics during the day and scrapbook by night. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Kate, how about you? Hi, I'm Kate Garvin. Um, I have not been scrapbooking as long as Tracy. I've only been scrapbooking since 2020, but I have a background with card making as well. I also live in central Ohio, uh, Columbus area, actually, with my husband and our two cats. And I'm a marketing project manager um, in my day job. Awesome. I'm so glad that we're here. And I'm so glad that we are going to dive right into what is scrapbooking. So let's start with our origin stories. So I started scrapbooking in my sophomore year of high school, and it was when my English teacher, we had a cool, very cool English teacher, and she was giving us all these cool projects. One of the projects we had was the Odyssey, the board game on the floor of our classroom, and that was, that was how we learned about the Odyssey, which was wonderful. But we also did Helen Keller's The Miracle Worker. And we were assigned a autobiography, you know, uh, create some type of autobiography as if you were Helen Keller. And, you know, some people chose to do little camcorder videos because that's how old I am, that, you know, we had the little camcorders. Some people did just a book. And this is when scrapbooking really kind of started to creep into the mainstream in the craft stores. So like I went to the craft store with my mom and I just never stopped going to this, to the scrapbooking aisle. I got the stuff for the Helen Keller scrapbook and then I just kept scrapbooking for myself. Uh, how did you guys find scrapbooking? Well, yeah, I'm newer to scrapbooking. I started in probably around July of 2020. Um, I actually was just clicking through an Instagram hop that was for card makers and scrapbookers. And so I started following um, a couple creatives and looking at their work. And then I discovered Allie Edwards and Everyday Explorers and all the big box uh, crafting um, too from like scrapbook.com. Um, so I tried a bunch of different sizes and then um, I mostly do um, like the Allie Edwards, like six by eight pages. Um, I do 10 by eight a little bit for certain projects. And then I also really like the citrus twist size so like the traveler's notebook i love those little albums how about you tracy 
Um, so, you know, I said that I've been scrapbooking almost 20 years, and that's kind of when you count like the the formal scrapbooking or scrapbooking as we know it in the industry today, which is mm -hmm. totally different, right, from, from what scrapbooking actually can be. As a kid, I was just obsessed with all things paper craft. Like all of my favorite crafts were paper, you know, paper bag puppets and collage. Yep. Like you couldn't get me to stop collaging things onto paper with glue sticks and tape and and all that kind of stuff. So always really had a, a affinity for paper, right? But then when I um, went to college, I carried a point and shoot camera around with me at all times and took lots of photos of my friends and, and all of that. And then I um, had seen a couple of people's more formal, you know, modern industry looking kind of scrapbooks, um, particularly in the creative memory style. And I just thought like, I have to do this with my photos. Like there is no question that like, I will do this someday. And then right around the time I graduated college, I got invited to a creative memories party, which is the way a whole lot of scrapbookers, at least around the time I started, um, really, really got their, their start. What that gave me was just the, I guess the freedom to cut up some photos and to like put stickers on photos because at the time still, I got my photos developed at a, you know, a photo developing thing from, from, from film. And so those photos felt precious and it was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to mess that up or be too delicate. You know, like what if I had my double prints? So I felt like I was okay yes. to do something with the one print because the other print I still had, you know, <laughs> I feel so seen because like, <laughs> it was that time too, where like, I mean, you, I didn't have a lot of money to be spending on you know, getting my pictures developed like four or five times. Cause like, right. I mean, you could, you could keep the negatives and then go and like, but like, who's going to do that to scrapbook? Yeah. I, like, no. I did, I did meticulously keep all of my negatives in, in their envelopes and then eventually bought the acid free envelopes. But have I ever actually done a reprint from a negative? Not once in my life. I still have all of mine too. And they're <laughs> dated. And now they're like in a place. It's like, Kristen, you're never going to use them. Yeah. We would have to send them off somewhere now to do it. It would be probably incredibly expensive. I don't know, but I have them, you know, it's like posterity. Um, but that creative memories party gave me that freedom, but then also kind of gave me my first couple of tools. I got a trusty yes. paper trimmer um, and I got like a, a sticker pack or something like that. But very soon after that creative memories party, I discovered creating keepsakes magazine and mm -hmm. that between that and then not too long after discovering that a local an archivers was opening in our town, um, which I eventually ended up working at because I loved scrapbooking so much. But between those things, I it really unlocked this idea of like, oh, scrapbooking can be so much more than this creative memory style, which was very, you know, kind of simple and straightforward with shapes and, and stickers to whatever kind of artistic thing you want to do. Um, so I was seeing, you know, pages from people like Allie Edwards back in 2004, um, starting out her scrapbooking journey and just feeling like incredibly inspired by what possibilities there were with materials and with storytelling. Yeah, I like those days, the days of stores. Now I have two things. I used to go scrapbooking every Saturday night at the scrapbook store, you know, that was a mile down the road. And that was just like, sorry, you can't make plans with me on Saturday. I go strap up with my friends in a store until midnight. Mm -hmm. But Tracy, you said that you used to collage as a kid. And I was the same way. My mother is still annoyed that I did this. I 
collaged the entire wall in my room with cutouts from magazines. And there had to have been, you know, several hundred. And I just, you know, just kept taping things to the wall and then taping things to the other things. And now being someone who has walls that she takes care of, I understand that that is kind of annoying. But man, it was so cool. There were just all these things that like I cared about as a teenager that were just on the wall. And like, I still have that in, in the way that I decorate today. Like I have, I love having like cork boards and little uh, repositionable places for art that you can just swap out. And, and I think that that always comes from like this love of paper. Yeah, I totally relate to that. I mean, paper and then also just kind of like curating things, collecting things, putting them together. It's too fun. Yeah, the, the idea of right taking all of these things that are separate, photos, creative things, like they have, they all have this overlapping place. And, you know, finding the way that you like to work inside of that overlapping place is really fun. It's really fun. And you can either just create an aesthetic or you can create meaning out of it. And it can mean something to you or others. And it's just like wildly exciting. And it's a really accessible form of art because you don't have, I mean, people talk about the blank page and scrapbooking, but you don't really have it in the same way because you're moving around existing objects in a lot of ways, um, especially from that collage standpoint. And so it's like, some of the some of the hard design work is done for you and you get to just play with pre-existing things and put them how you like them. Yeah, and there's something so freeing in that, especially for people who are a little bit more perfectionist and wanting things to be a certain way in your other parts of your life. Sometimes you really need that little part of creativity where it's just like, ease there's like less friction and it doesn't have to be all of it but especially like with scrapbooking that's so nice is that you can also combine whatever craft that you're into like there's obviously so much overlap with paper um and like kate made cards and Kate's cards are amazing and Kate's stamping is amazing <laughs> thanks and and so translating that to scrapbooking it's fun because you're playing with the same things and you're just using them in a different way. In theory, I always thought I would just use my card making stamps for scrapbooking and it didn't happen. I just bought more stamps for scrapbooking specifically. That's, that's um, <laughs> very true. It's very true that you think like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to do this other thing with all the things that I already have. Yep. And then you step into the door of the new thing and it opens up a world of possibilities. Right. I have yet to use my card making stamps for scrapbooking. I just buy other stamps. And they're separate. Like I separate my supplies in my craft room. So like my stamps that are card making are all together and my stamps that are scrapbooking are all together. They, they do not mix. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So what makes something a scrapbooking stamp and what makes something a card making stamp? Um, the company. Ooh. So like I have specific like paper crafting 
like card making companies that I buy from. And so those are all together. And then like Ali Edwards, Everyday Explorer, Studio Calico, those are all like in their own section. Ooh, so we need to get you to use like the Concord and Ninth stamps in your scrapbooks. Yes. 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 And like Pink okay. Fresh and yeah. Challenge. That was one of my goals. Yes. Um, hearing you talk about collaging reminded me that when I was a kid, I did 4-H and I would like, I guess now I would call it scrapbooking. Like now I'm thinking about it. I would cut out like when my name was in the newspaper, like when I won like a ribbon or something. And then I would glue it on a piece of like decorative paper and like three hole punch it and put it in a binder. Yes. Like with that award. So, and then I collaged like the whole cover that I then slipped into the binder. I, there is stuff that is exactly like that, except for all of my soccer stuff at my mother's house. I mean, that feels like such a pure classic version of scrapbooking to me that it existed mm -hmm. throughout time, right? Like before, you know, as long as print, you know, newspapers or whatever, but like before it became an industry, you know, people were, yes. right. people were doing that. Yeah. I was going to bring that up um, because you wrote in our little uh, shared document that you like asking yourself, what are the scraps, scraps of what, what is a book and what are all of the different types of scraps we can book when we scrapbook? And like, that's, it's such a fun question because right when, you, when so many people think of like, what is scrapbooking? You get this narrow definition of like pages that you see up in Michael's or, you know, um, leftover residual understanding from people who went to creative memories parties and didn't do anything else after that. And that's not everybody's style. No, and we've been talking about paper, but scraps don't even have to be of paper. What is what are the scraps? What are the what is the book? You know, and I think that that's that's been evolving. But like scraps of digital art, scraps just scraps of life. <laughs> like what yeah, this is so, going to be so silly, but I'm literally going to segue into our ad right now because we're talking about scraps. And no joke, I literally got this. Uh, this jelly roll of fabric from Annie's Kit Club. So Annie's Kit Club is this great kit club and they ship monthly supplies to you. They have crochet, they have quilting, they have STEM kits for kids. They asked me, what did I want? They said, go look at all of the different kits that we had and what do you want? They have a card making kit and they have some other great things that I was looking at. And then I came across this fabric strip pack. So it is 40 pieces of fabric. They're each two and a half inches and they coordinate gorgeously. And I got this because I wanted different literal scraps of fabric to put into my scrapbook. So if you guys are interested in getting scraps for your scrapbook, this is a great, like, this is a great way to get a ton of fabric is to buy these little jelly rolls. And you can get 50% off your first kit at Annie's Kit Club by using the code CRAFTY50 at annieskitclubs.com. And all those links will be in our show notes. Right when you start talking about, like, you know, that th other things can be scraps and it doesn't have to be paper. The first thing I thought of was, oh, I'm so excited to use this fabric. That's one of the fun things about scrapbooking is that sometimes like you could just do really cool like texture 
things. You can do interactive things. Like, because you are the one, like, again, taking the scraps and then making them into whatever it is that you're considering the book, there's lots of choices. You can really customize it to however you want. Yeah, absolutely. So many different textures, so many different things. I think that, you know, when I was a kid, I used to glue a lot of like candy wrappers into things like into books, gum wrappers and stuff and ticket stubs and and just all these little things that are literal scraps, right? You know, they're right, yes. literal scraps of things, but then they're also ephemera in the way that they're scraps of life and scraps of memories. <laughs> yeah, there's so many ways to think about that. I really like having those little scraps and those little bits of life. They really, you know, it's awesome to have the picture. It's great to have that. It's great to have the memories. It's great to have the journaling. I think there's just something a little bit special to have like a physical object or a physical token in the book from the place. I mean, like tickets, ticket stubs were the first thing. Whenever we would go to the movies, that was an excuse to make a scrapbook page because I had a ticket stub. I remember like even as a kid, like choosing to go places where I knew we would pick up ephemera so that we could scrapbook it. Like that, like that was, that was an exciting thing for me was to like get that extra bit of excitement of, oh, I'm going to scrapbook this later while actually doing the thing. Oh, I totally do that now. Like I... My husband and I are going to Chicago for a wedding in May, um, like the end of May. And I'm already like, we go to the color factory because I've seen people yes. scrapbook the color factory and I want to make a scrapbook. <laughs> um, if you have time and there's decent weather, do the river boat, the architecture river boat tour. Oh, I have gone that would be cool. three or four times now. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. The pictures that you're literally able to get from being on the water of all of the buildings and the different bridges is absolutely incredible. That's actually one of my biggest scrapbook tips. If you are going on vacation, find different modes of transportation to get yourself on mm -hmm. because you're going to get such interesting pictures. Like I, mm -hmm. when I went to Chicago by myself, I did a double-decker bus tour, a riverboat cruise and just like a lot of my own walking around and the different mm -hmm. pictures that you get from the different places. But yeah, riverboat architecture cruise. You will get the best. Out. You will get the best pictures. Absolutely. I love travel albums. When we go places, my husband is in the habit now of looking for things for me to pick up. Like yes. he'll just hand me receipts or like hand me a menu or a business card or so good. Yes. Yeah. I feel like for most of my life, I've been like a little paper goblin, just kind of like collecting things, <laughs> you know, and I, I don't do it as much anymore. I think it's, you know, I, I, I want to at all times, but I've also, you know, moved recently and it's, it's been really nice to get rid of things, but some of my very favorite scrapbooks don't have any of the industry products in them whatsoever. They are something that I did with these tote, tote bins of, of um, memorabilia that I had from middle school all the way through college. And I called them junk books at the time. They ended up being very similar to like the smash books that came out of, you know, a number of years ago, not with designed pages, but just this idea of like smushing in bits of life. 
And I have like a, a pipette from high school chemistry class, like taped onto a page. I have, <laughs> nice. you know, all my gum wrappers, all my ticket stubs, little teeny torn out notes um, from friends past in class. And I just kind of with reckless abandon collaged and stuck it all over these thick, like kind of uh, spiral bound hobby craft pages. And those books are falling apart. They're so thick. I mean, they're just like gargantuan, but they're, they're some of my favorite to look at because they're just full of wild stuff. Like here's my class schedule from sophomore year next to, you know, a, a birthday card that some kid I barely remember from school gave me. And it it is just complete, like I'm just awash with nostalgia when I look at those things. Same, same. Would you guys say that you have like one specific way that you're scrapbooking now? Like, do you have one specific scrapbook that you work on, or do you work on scrapbooks? Uh, do you have different themes? What What does your scrapbook process look like right now? I I do mostly scrapbook these days. I scrapbook twelve by twelve pages, and I've kind of grown into a style where I'm using a lot of photos on every page so that I could try to get as many photos scrapbooked as I can. Um, I know I don't have to use all the photos, right? I can always edit, but I don't want to. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm getting tons of photos on the page. I am using, I have kind of a giant stash of, of fun products and embellishments and I don't shop a whole lot anymore, but I definitely am trying all the time to use the stuff that I have and you know, occasionally shop for more stuff. I have a series of albums, like some that are every day, some that are travel. Um, I do a standalone Christmas album every year, but I'm I'm mostly scrapbooking like in the same kind of traditional layout square size for everything that I do. That's awesome. What about you, Kate? I mean, I'm still pretty new, so I feel like I'm, I let myself be pretty open as far as like what size I feel like working in at any given time. I definitely like I love your 12 by 12 layouts Tracy but I've tried 12 by 12 and it's just it's not for me I want to but it's just it's too big so I have more success with like the 6 by 8 and the 10 by 8 I really like the community projects so I'm always jumping in and trying to do as many of those as I can I do a December daily album I have a 6 by 8 that just like all my story kit projects are going in and then this year I switched from a nine by 12 project life to a six by 12. And I'm really enjoying that. So I just jump around whatever, whatever I feel like I don't scrap chronologically either. If I go somewhere and I have the photos and I'm excited to scrapbook it, I'll just scrapbook it like right away. So I love that. Yeah. I'm kind of envious of people who play in all sorts of different sizes because the the result is really cool. I, um, I just, I stick with my tried and true these days. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, well, it's a, it's a, it's just great to see that like different things work for different people. And, you know, because sometimes when you see certain things popping up over and over and over again, you kind of think that everybody's doing it that way. And, you know, there's no way that every, there is no one way that everyone is doing anything. And, you know, especially scrapbooking. Because, one, there are so many different ways to do it. But two, like, we are all different people. And so even if we all got the same products, we would all choose to put them together in a different way. And that is so much a part of your story as, you know, the photo and the word itself. Like, 
you know, if you are somebody who likes to add paint and uh, mixed media stuff and layer all the bulky things on your page, awesome. That's great. If you're somebody who's like one photo, one sticker, journal a little bit, also fantastic. There's no, there's no right way of doing it. There's no wrong way of doing it. And I think embracing this idea that, you know, these are scraps and we have them and we can put them into whatever it is that we, you know, whatever books work for us. So like I do, most of my books right now are six by eight. Most of my albums are six by eight. Uh, and I've been doing six by eight for a while. I went back and I flipped through some of my old 12 by 12 layouts just a few weeks ago. And I realized that I've always been a one photo layout person. And even when I was doing 12 by 12 layouts, which I have, you know, I have like six or seven or eight 12 by 12 albums just, you know, somewhere in my house. And they are so full. But being the one photo person, the six by eight really works for me, especially once we all kind of embrace square photos. The square photo I find works better on the rectangular paper than it does on the square paper. This is just a little like, here's Kristen's scrapbook theory. But yeah, <laughs> Tracy, I love how many pictures that you get on pages, especially some of your Disney pages. Mm -hmm. Because, right, like you go to Disney and it's just like, okay, well, now I have 600 photos when I get home. Yeah. And I know it, a lot of people's approach to doing a Disney album is to use smaller pages and just have a lot of pages, right? Like a book can be bigger right, when it's, you know, but, um, or like to dedicate an entire mini album to a trip. And that works just as well. But for some reason, I'm like, no, I need to put everything we ate on two 12 by 12 pages. <laughs> I'll be done with it. I love that. I do. I really do. I still haven't finished my Disney album from when we went to Disney in 2018. My mother-in-law did a really nice Shutterfly album. So it's documented. So I've felt less of a need to actually do it myself. But I have all of my memorabilia and everything. It's still stored in a nice little box so that like anytime I want to go to it I can but otherwise like it's nice to have those scraps just kind of in a box too like that is a form of memory keeping it might not be a scrapbook but it's a scrap box and sometimes mm -hmm. that's just as good yeah totally you can dig through that and <laughs> relive the memories and then even when you mention a shutterfly book that's scrapbooking too yeah yeah, and there's lots of different ways to just make easy photo books. If you want to just get the photos out of your camera, get the words, you know, onto the page and just be like, this is the way this needs this story needs to be told. There are some stories that are just, you know, it's awesome to tell them like that. You know, Jeff and I took a trip from L.A. and we drove to... San Francisco and we drove up along the coast and it was as wonderful as we expected it to be. And there are little places to stop along the way. And then you take like 50 pictures at every single one. One was like place where just sea lions live. It's like, okay, you know, you just pull off to the side of the road and here are 200 sea lions right on the ocean. 
And there was another place that was a monarch butterfly reserve. Any place that there were like, you know, a dozen cars pulled over on the side of the road. We're like, okay, well, I guess this is a thing that you do. There were so many different photos from that trip, so many different stories from that trip that I wound up creating three different scrapbooks. One of which is just a photo book because there were so many just like gorgeous photos that I didn't need to just say, and this is another picture of the Pacific Ocean. And this is another picture of the Pacific Ocean. Like that didn't need to be in, in the, the scrapbook album that I was creating with, you know, one picture on a page and my journaling and really diving into how I want things to like feel texturally. But I couldn't not have a book with all of the pictures. And so even, you know, even when you do scrapbook all these different ways, six by eights, and I mean, I do daily pages every single day in a three and a half by five and a half notebook. And I'm not good at doing daily things, which is a silly thing to say, but you can create scrapbooks in anything. While it can be a very expensive hobby if you want it to be, it can also be just super accessible because you don't actually need all that much. Tracy, what would you say are your must-have scrapbooking tools? Oh, good question. I mean, you're right. You don't, you really don't need a whole lot. Like you need um, either a book that has pre-made pages in it that you're just going to stick things into like you do with your daily pages, or you need sheets of paper of some sort. You know, I like 12 by 12 cardstock. If I only had white 12 by 12 cardstock, I'd be fine because I could smush stuff onto it. Um, so the, the cardstock, some sort of tape, right. Some sort of adhesive for the uh, tape runners are a big thing that people really like. And I use one now, but fun facts for the first like 15 years of my scrapbooking scotch, double-sided tape and a fun tape dispenser is like all I ever used. And I really yes. like the tactile <laughs> experience of just like sticking it exactly where I want. And those books have held up great <laughs> like, they, for 20 years. The scotch double-sided tape is, um, my high school boyfriend, my high school and college boyfriend's dad worked for 3M and they'd have a store day every month where you pay $5 and you can put all of the product that they have in their 3M store in a, a plastic grocery bag. And he would come home and he'd just be like, Kristen, I know how much you like this. And Kristen, I know how much you like this. And Kristen, and I'm like, oh my God, I love it so much. I mean, you can't beat the the original and, and I felt like that was a splurge when I started scrapbooking because I was a, you know just out of college and it's like, oh, but the, the double-sided tape is so much more expensive than the regular tape. I could just do tape circles, but I'm going to splurge and I'm going to do my, my double-sided, um, you know, so you can make it work. Glue sticks work great for scrapbooking. Um, but I, I use like a Tombow tape runner now and a, a good trimmer because I like straight lines, but you can get away with scissors if you don't. <laughs> How about you, Kate? What do you what do you need to have? Well, I was just gonna say that I don't like having to buy my basic supplies myself. So like that's always what I put on my Christmas list every year. <laughs> is I put like the tape runner I like, the photo paper, the ink that I use. And that usually gets me through like most of the year. Like and it's great timing because it's like right around December daily. I'm gonna have all those photos to print. So that that would be my tip is like you struggle of what to put on your Christmas list, especially if you have like 
multiple lists for different family, put your like most used scrapbook supplies. That's a really good idea. It's brilliant. <laughs> I've been doing that, that for a couple of years. But I love the, um, I'm actually really picky about my tape runner because <laughs> I've used the different ones, especially with card making too. Um, I like the Kokuyo dot liner is my absolute favorite. Where and are it you is buying that? Oh, just Amazon. One. Yeah, they have the long and the short ones. So Amazon is where I get the refills. And again, this goes on my Christmas list. So I just get a bunch of tape and it like lasts me for the whole year. Oh, I might need to check those out because they had, they used to make <laughs> smaller ones back in the day. Um, I have the small and, ones too. Yeah. And then you couldn't get them in America for like a long time. And now you can. So I will be purchasing them for National Scrapbook Day. Nice. Kristen. Um, and then also um, like really good ink too. Like since I do a lot of stamping with scrapbooking and card making. So um, I love Catherine Pooler's inks. I love Allie's inks. Um, I like stamping in my um, my planner too. So like I'm really particular about the inks I like for that. So um, so definitely ink and, and good tape runner. Yeah, the ink is a huge thing for me too. So I, before I was doing daily pages and I wasn't getting enough practice in, and stamping was super intimidating to me. I was only using black ink. I was only using the VersaFine black ink because I was impatient, everything else smeared, blah, 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 blah. And now, now that stamping is like half of my scrapbooking, having ink that does what you want, that's what I need. I need materials that do what I want. I want them to be predictable. Mm-hmm. Well, no, with stamping, like the Misty was a game changer for me. Like the fact that I could stamp and then stamp again, because I grew up using the woodblock stamps. My mom would take me to Stampin' Up! parties. Yep. And so like, you only got one chance. <laughs> when clear stamps came out, the invent the invention of clear stamps, that, right, that was the whole like tagline is like, you can see where you do, you can see what you're doing and you can do it again. And now, right with the Misty, it's like, you don't even have to think about where you're stamping. You just do it again, mm -hmm. which is, is really nice. There's, there's so much stamping that I do in my scrapbooks now because a lot of my pages either have just some type of pattern design, which is my style. Or if I didn't do the pattern design, then there's already some kind of pattern design and I need some kind of like bold title. And my go-to is usually like black ink and word stamps or alpha stamps. And so like for me, now that I'm where I am in, in my scrapbooking evolution, like my stamps are like essential to me. So like if you're just starting out, you do not need stamps. You do not need like, you know, you're going to see some people doing really cool things with like watercolors and die cut machines and all those stuff. Like that is six months, 12 months, 18 months down the line, because so often we see these things and it's like, oh, that looks really cool. I love the way that person did that. But like that is not your style. So when you go to do it, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you can, 
you, people start scrapbooking for so many different reasons. And if, if being drawn to creative play in different media is one of them, then by all means experiment, but like, you don't, you don't need to, to invest in everything or, or purchase everything until you realize what it is that you do love and what does feel right to you. Yeah. And, and the idea of experimentation is awesome, but not every single thing can be an experiment. Otherwise you don't have, uh, anything to base your experimentation on, you know, you have your variable, you don't have your constant. So, you know, experiment with like a couple of things at a time, really, mm -hmm. you should experiment with one thing at a time, but like really realistically, we're not going to just have like one new fun, creative thing that we're working on. I think when I first started, like I bought a couple kits mm -hmm. and that really helped me because it's like, everything's already curated, already goes together. I don't have to like think about if things are going to match or look good together. Um, so I bought like a couple of the hip, hip kit clubs before I realized I didn't really want to do 12 by 12 um, and then got into Allie's kits. And so that would be my recommendation is just like, try one kit, like try one you can just buy outright, see how you like it and go from there and experiment with different um, styles and different size pages. Yeah, that's a good way to get a little mix of supplies too. Um, something I was thinking about is that I, I definitely do stamp on my projects and I, I love stamping, but maybe not in like a, I don't go whole hog on them, but like I, I, I discovered that them really like later in my scrapbook process and mm -hmm. I really started with stickers. I was much more of a sticker person, you know, lower price point, uh, often yep. cheap stickers, you know, alpha stickers were just one of my favorite things, even though you run out of them. I mean, obviously stamps are a little more renewable, but they're a lower, you know, lower entry point um, yes. to have the stickers. And once I started incorporating stamps into my scrapbooking, I use them really similarly to stickers. I mean, I put them in the same mm -hmm. places I would put stickers. I fussy cut stamped letters and I place them just like I would stickers. So I almost like found my style through the stickers and then I incorporated new supplies um, in, in different ways as I went. Yeah, I would say that that's actually really similar to how I evolved my into, into stamping a lot was same exact thing. You know, I could spend $3 on a set of alphabet stickers or I could spend $20 on an alphabet stamp. $3 was going to win every single time. And they came in different colors and like in in the old days, new thickers came out like every other month and some of them were just so cool. Green foam thickers with glitter, I, you know, hot pink that were shiny and like I definitely had a thickers period in my scrapbook where that just was, it just was and is and will be. Yeah. I'm honestly still in my thickers period. I haven't bought a pack in years, but I'm still working through that stash because I amassed so many of them on clearance when I was <laughs> back in the day. So I, I'm always just reaching for those and it just feels so quick and easy. And I still love those fonts. They look fresh to me. I have fun. I've been pulling mine out, not as much as I used to, but I love the ones that I have, uh, foam thickers all the way. And I feel like I haven't loved a lot of them over the last, you know, however many years. So I haven't bought any new ones. And now my stash is like dwindling and I'm like, 
being a little bit more selective about when I'm using them. But I do have so many other alphabet stickers that are now flat that I could, like, from before Kelly Perky was paper person and she was still just Kelly Perky, she had amazing alphabet alphabet stickers. Um, She has really good ones now, too. They're basically the same. But I have, I don't know, like, 60 of them? Because, again, right, I got, like, the black and white ones on clearance because... You, if you love a shape and I mean, it's just not going to go out of style, just like a nice, you know, sans serif font that you could just use anywhere. You're not going to stop using letters like. Yeah, that's me with Ellie Studio puffy letter, puffy alphas in every single color on those plastic sheets. I just have like a stack of them this high. <laughs> <laughs> they go on everything. You can mix and match the colors and. I feel like I'll never fully run out. That's absolutely true. I have their alphas. I have their alpha stamp sets and I really Mm. like them. They're really like the giant ones that are like different patterns. Yeah. I have like the candy cane ones. I'm like, I need to use this on a December daily layout for sure. Yeah. Those have coordinating dies too, but I don't, I don't do that. I I just, they're very fussy cuttable. (laughs) So I enjoy just going at them with scissors. Mm -hmm. Everyone makes such fun stuff. You know, it's, it's funny because like, so back when, you know, things were creative memories, and, you know, so creative memories focused. Because it was so simple and it was because it was, you know, photo here, use a sticker here. Everything was super representative. And if you didn't have stories that matched the stickers, then it was weird. You know, were you supposed to be scrapbooking those stories? I know a lot of people who listen to the show are not necessarily what people think of as the typical scrapbooker, you know, Mom, two and a half children, picket fence. Your husband leaves for work at eight o'clock and he comes home at like 530 and, you know, dinner is on the table at six o'clock and your children never leave messes anywhere ever. With the time, we have so many companies that are willing to make products for lots of different stories. And while we're certainly not at all stories, it's a lot better than it used to be. Like the acknowledgement of like people who don't have children, people who basically lived any kind of life that I, you know, that's outside of what I just said. <laughs> I could give you, we could, we could have yeah. this laundry list again and again. It gives people, even if you have two and a half children and a picket fence and a husband who comes home and dinner, like that doesn't mean you have to scrapbook the traditional stories. Maybe you are in like a rock band on Saturday nights and that's what you're scrapbooking. <laughs> There's just so many more things that make it more accessible to tell your story. Well, like I started scrapbooking in 2020. So like I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. So the fact that it was like everyone has their own story to tell. You can scrapbook everyday life. Like that really appealed to me because I wasn't going on vacation. I I don't have kids. I wasn't scrapbooking those sort of things. So, um, you know, I grew up thinking I had to do the 12 by 12 scrapbooking your kids I even did like a scrapbooking class with my mom years ago and it was like she brought my baby pictures to scrapbook with her and then decided like she didn't like scrapbooking but that was back when you like traced the photo and cut it in different shapes and so so that's what I thought scrapbooking was and then I discovered there were all these other voices and people that were sharing their stories and that's what really appealed to me is like if I just want to scrapbook a picture of my cat 
I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and the community is so much more vocal in its support of that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like finding the online community was big. There was definitely some good representation of that here and there in the magazines that I loved. It kind of depended back in the day on which magazine you you chose to to look at, but it, it showed lots of different types of, of lifestyles. But then finding an online community, uh, specifically Instagram, I, I held off on Instagram far too long as a scrapbooker, but when I joined it in, in like 2016, it was just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to find my my people. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing, like seeing lots of really great examples of scrapbooking and different types of stories to tell and stuff that really resonated with me as a you know a child-free person who had never really scrapbooked anything except my life and my stories and things that I want to scrapbook so um just just kind of I was always a little bit like the oddball in some of my my archiver scrapbook circles but never never minded that I was I was like oh my scrapbooks are I'm having fun over here <laughs> like yeah yes <laughs> Yes, a lot of that. Is there anything else that you, either of you think that our listeners should know before we wrap up and head into currently list? I think for me, something that's always important to me about scrapbooking and anytime I've I've like engaged with the scrapbook community or anything like that is just this idea that it all counts. Like don't ever let anybody tell you what you're doing is not scrapbooking. If you want to think of it as art, don't let anybody tell you it's not art. And don't be scared to think of it as art for yourself because, you know, it, it really kind of is. But if you do digital, if you curate a Pinterest board that is exactly the things that you want, like any of those things can be scrapbooking. Um, there, there really aren't limits on it. It doesn't need a photo. It can just be stories. It doesn't need journaling. It could just be photos. Like there's, don't, don't let anyone like count it out, you know, do, do your thing. And it only has to mean something to you. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I would, I would say too, like, you know, like memory planning is like, so popular now too like you don't even need to technically like traditionally scrapbook just print off photos and put them in your planner and write about what you did for the day and like I love seeing what everyone is doing and like their Hobonichi planners and their journals and art journaling and like everything's open you can do whatever you want <laughs> and it's great yeah. to see all of it there's so many things to choose from now Totally. And it's not just memories. Like it can be memories, just like you said, with planning, it could be intentions, it could be to-do lists, it could be a perspective on something, you know, here's five things I love. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, doesn't even or have to be like- just putting like stickers yeah. on a page, you know, yeah. if that's what you want to do, just take some stickers and make them look nice on a page. Yes. <laughs> Put the scraps in the book. And yes. The, yes. The scraps exactly. can be whatever you want and the book can be whatever mm -hmm. you want. 100%. Oh, this has been such a great conversation, friends. All right, let's let's dive into currently. So if you are new to currently list, you can head over to the awesomeladiesproject.com slash currently and you'll learn everything you need to know. But basically, I have this currently list that I've been using for well over 10 years now as a journaling prompt. I do it every Monday on my daily pages and we have done it with our guests here on the show for a few years now. All right, Tracy. What are you currently watching? I am currently watching and about to finish up Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation for the first time because Star Trek in general has been a pandemic project of me and my husband. And we watched the whole original series and it's been really slow going, but we've made it. We're like, we started the finale now of Next Generation. So that, that's been a fun thing to experience for the first time. Are you going to do any of the new ones? 
yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're going to keep trucking through. We've got some, we've been watching the movies as well, like when they appear in, in the chronology and stuff like that. So oh, that is really fun. Yeah. I've really enjoyed a lot of, a lot of the stories. So you've got some, you've got some good ones coming up. Kate, how about you? I am watching uh, Be Melodramatic. It's a K-drama on Netflix. And it's about um, a group of friends that are all in the entertainment industry. And it's very good. Highly recommend. Oh, I have to start a new K-drama soon. I haven't you watched one start that since... One. I, ha- I haven't watched one since Little Women. And, and that like one was intense. Rewatched Little Women. It was so good. <laughs> I feel that way about Crash Landing on You. I'm like, I kind of want to watch it, but it like, it was tough. Like by the end, I was like, I'm very sad. <laughs> Just kind of depressed too. <laughs> it left it's, me in a weird place. It's a, it's a, it's a tough show. We rewatched that one and had a really good time rewatching it. So mm-hmm. I, I do suggest rewatching it. And if you've never seen Crash Landing on You, please go watch it because it is just probably the most romantic show I've ever seen in my entire life and uh it's still the best k-drama i've seen i don't have anything to top it (laughs) it's incredible it's also one of the most well plotted shows i've ever seen and yeah if you like if you like any of that storytelling plotting pacing all that and you want to spend you know 23 hours watching korean television which you should because it's great um crash landing on you just don't do it don't do it one weekend like i did it was a little much No, no, no 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 yeah tracy what are you reading I'm reading Unmasking Autism by Dr. Devin Price, and I highly recommend it. It's really, really good to understand uh, neurodiverse communities and think about where you fit in. Awesome. I love that. Kate, how about you? I'm not reading anything currently, but I just finished In the Woods by Tana French. It's like a suspense detective drama, um, and I hadn't read one of those in a while, so I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. I don't think I'm reading oh no I'm reading I'm reading in information about the television strike that's basically all I'm reading Tracy what are you currently listening to uh, my favorite podcast right now is work appropriate with Anne Helen Peterson and it's a lot about boundaries in corporate work and a really great recent episode on what remote work really means and how to actually optimize it because the way people did it during the pandemic and have decided it doesn't work is not real remote work that was uh, working from home under duress. So um, thinking about all the great possibilities that that could happen with with true remote work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kate, how about you? What are you currently listening to? I'm listening to the soundtrack for Bell. Uh, it's an anime that came out a couple years ago, and my husband and I watched it last weekend. Um, and the music's really good. Oh, that's awesome. Tracy, what are you currently making? I am excited to be guest designing this month for Colorcast Designs. And so I got Jessica Upton's beautiful May kit, which is full of little travel acrylic titles and wood veneers. And uh, they're they're awesome. And it's it's causing me to dive into completing some pages from previous trips that I've never finished scrapbooking. So that's a few awesome. Pages, a few pages nice. working on for that. That's really awesome. Kate, what are you currently making? I am working on Week in the Life. So I'm plugging away, printing my photos from uh, Monday, trying to um, make some progress with it. But I'm realizing I didn't really take enough photos 
but I'm trying to decide if I want to try to fill in the gaps or just be like, nope, that's what the week was. It was busy. I didn't have a lot of time and leave it at that. And that's my journaling, you know? I did similarly. Also, it was a garbage week. There was no going outside. Everything was raining and gray all the time. Mm -hmm. There was one day that it snowed, which I got a great picture of. So I will have an amazing, huge picture of it snowing during Mm -hmm. one of my things. But every other day, it was just 45 degrees and wet. Yeah. And it's like, I had one, I had one day where I got done eating my lunch and immediately my first thought was I didn't take a picture of what I ate. (laughs) I understand that. I just completely, totally get that. Tracy, how are you currently feeling? I'm feeling ready for actual warm weather. You mentioned the weather already, but it just won't get warm here. And I'm ready to sit on a patio and, you know, feel the sunshine. I feel you. when I'm feeling that way, it's really bad because I, I'm i a fall winter girl, but like, I'm so ready. I was going to say, I know that summer is not your favorite season, but like, I mean, I don't know. The The winter was pretty mild and then decided to show up in March. And that's just rude. Yeah. And now it's May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. If it wanted to leave in March, that probably also, we would we would no longer be complaining in May. Kate, how are you currently feeling? really busy. Um, I'm a very busy season of life with my current job. Um, but like Tracy, I'm looking forward to warmer weather. Um, we have like a three seasons room off the back of our house and our cats love being out there and laying in the sun. And so I'm excited for that. Um, it's nice to see them enjoying the weather. <laughs> that is nice. Tracy, uh, what are you currently planning? Work's busy for me too. We're planning for the next fiscal year. Just knee deep in work, work, work. <laughs> so other than that, I'm just taking it how it comes. I'm not really trying to trying to plan anything else. Totally get it. Kate, how about you? Planning our trip to Chicago. So we'll definitely check out the architectural tour that you mentioned. It's my favorite thing. I try to go on it every time that <laughs> it's not winter. Yeah, I have been planning Awesome Ladies Live, which we'll talk about again in a second, and it's going to be awesome. Tracy, what are you currently loving? I am currently loving quiche. I can't get enough quiche. Nice. <laughs> if I if I have a <laughs> Sunday uh, breakfast where I don't have some sort of quiche or make quiche, I'm I'm let down. So I need to keep quiche. Sounds in my really life. good. <laughs> I'm on a quiche <laughs> kick. Yeah, I want that. Maybe we'll have that for brunch. Now I'm just thinking about brunch this weekend. Kate, what are you currently loving? Well, I know I always talk about this a lot, but I love my Remarkable too. It's like a digital like e-tablet. And they recently came out with a type folio. So now I can like type on it. It's got a little keyboard case and it came in the mail last week. So I've been really enjoying playing with that. That is delightful. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. All right. Well, I mentioned Awesome Ladies Live, so I'm going to mention it again. Awesome Ladies Live is our annual Awesome Ladies Scrapbook Retreat, which we have not had since before the pandemic. So we are back. We're going to have an amazing time. You can come and join us. The dates are July 15th and 16th, Saturday, July 15th, Sunday, July 16th. And we've got some optional activities happening the Friday evening beforehand. So if you come in before, uh, we've got some cool stuff Friday happening. 
And you can learn everything that you need to know at awesomeladieslive.com. We're going to have some amazing workshops. We're going to have some really cool collaborative events. It's just going to be a both relaxing weekend and fun-filled weekend with people who are just really great. So more about Awesome Ladies Live at awesomeladieslive.com. There is a payment plan available, so you can pay in two payments. And if you have any questions about Awesome Ladies Live, please shoot me an email at hello at theawesomeladiesproject.com and we will get you squared away because I cannot wait for Awesome Ladies Live. That's in the warm weather months. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. All right. I want to thank Annie's Kit Club again. Uh, I want to thank Awesome Ladies Project again for being amazing and the host of Awesome Ladies Live, which is going to be again here in East Lansing, in downtown East Lansing, Michigan. Very easy to get to. And Kate and Tracy, do you guys have anything else that you would like to say about what is scrapbooking or happy National Scrapbooking Day? Oh, man, I love National Scrapbooking Day. <laughs> so good, good topic for that. I love it. All right. Happy National Scrapbooking Day, everybody. And we will be back next week with more episodes of the Crafty Ass Female Podcast season of scrapbooking. Thanks, everybody, for being here.